1: They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. a whole burst Three, to it. Twenty steps, to tackle. Runs left, 25, still in feet. 46
2: yard goal by number 39. Running back,
0: number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker. A high school quarterback. is going to throw. The fake is on, and he's got a first down to Stephen Bailey.
1: Mike Jones needs the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Talk radio with Derek and Michael Stewart.
3: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek Apollo all by my lonesome, on this Saturday night. As we get just closer and closer to the Rams playing the Arizona Cardinals on Monday night football, just a little more than 48 hours away. And in 48 hours, this team will take the field now, we know, without Daryl Henderson. Take place on the COVID-19 list. And that means the Rams are even more short come Monday night. With Sonny Michel going to be expected to take most, if not all, the snaps at running back. Uh, tough loss. Huge loss, actually. Getting this close to the game. Huge game for the Rams. They're heading in there. Almost eliminated from contention for the division title. They lose this one. It's pretty much done. We'll take a miracle. So, all that in mind, let's get to our sponsors first. And then we're going to talk Beau Bo Brack from Locked On Cards. Here's Bo Brack from Locked On Cards, Locked On NFL. Check it out. Bo, Bo Brack, welcome to the show. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is not the first time we've had you on the show. This won't be the last. How you
2: doing? I'm doing great, man. I mean, the team I'm covering is the best, uh, just record in the league, and. Uh, been a fun ride so far. It's been a fun journey just watching this team kind of take the step forward. And now it's uh, the last five games of the season with a big test on Monday Night Football. With the division rival potentially take a stranglehold of this NFC West.
3: And having that best record in the league, when did you at some point, I mean, at some point you kind of realize that this is they're doing better. We thought they were going to do. They're going to be good, right? We didn't know how good they're going to be. Now they're 10-2. When did you
2: realize the team's legit? I think it was the Browns game. So obviously they had the big game where they, they took out the Rams at SoFi Stadium. That was week four. They were just coming off a win against the Jaguars. And uh, they, they didn't have Cliff Kingsbury. They were kind of up against it a little, the, the most adversity at that point that they've faced all season long. They go on the road. And I'm not saying that the Browns are world beaters, but they went in there and they dominated a game on the road that I don't think anybody expected them to win at that time. Uh, now, we've learned a lot about the Browns since then. We've learned a lot about the arizona cardinals i mean they were able to weather the storm and actually kind of thrive without their quarterback kyler murray for three games they they uh were able to improve their lead in the nfc west during that stretch so uh they, they faced quite a bit of adversity so far but i think that week five against the browns uh was really kind of where people took notice and were like okay this is something this is a little bit more than just hey this team is taking a step and that they might compete contend for a playoff spot this team has uh, you know the rare ability each and every any given season to contend in the NFL for a Lombardi Trophy.
3: Now, when you're looking at this team now, the game coming off the the Kyler Murray injury, uh, he's back. How did he look that first game
2: back? He looked sharp. He looked efficient. Um, I don't think he he didn't have to be anything special. I mean, he was going up against Andy Dalton, the Chicago Bears, and um, they're just uh, it's a down year in Chicago and. The Arizona Cardinals were able to go in there, and, and the weather, the conditions, not exactly ideal when you're trying to get your best player, your quarterback, your non-traditional sized QB who's under six feet, but he's known for his athleticism and his scrambling ability, and he's coming off a bad ankle injury. The wet, cold conditions not ideal, but he looked fine. He didn't look like he looked like he's 100 percent healed, and uh, you know didn't have to do much. 11 for 15, 123, but he had four total touchdowns. So you know he's making the most of his opportunities. And then DeAndre Hopkins also, you know, their, uh, their best skill position player. He uh, just two catches in the game, but the first one was on fourth and two, a 21-yard touchdown grab. Uh, he, he made an impact early, and I think that I would expect more come Monday night that he kind of gets back into it off of a hamstring injury. But Kyler, Kyler great. I mean, he's just a special player. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the schedule
3: coming up, coming up here for the Cardinals after the Rams. It's Detroit. Indy, Dallas, Seattle. I mean, we know what Detroit is. Indy's gotten better. They're a solid team. It's at home. Going to Dallas and Seattle. When you look, so when you look at this this upcoming schedule, and you see this Rams team here, eight and four, and, and like you said, if the Cardinals win, this is it. This is a stranglehold at this point. I mean, the Cardinals have to fall flat, completely fall apart to lose the division at this point. But with that schedule behind you, how? If you if you are coaching the Cardinals right now, how are you feeling coming in this game?
2: I think they should be confident. I think that there's a path to victory, obviously, for this Rams team. There's there's several. I mean, they're that talented that if if you come in and uh, you, you kind of you, you're there's not a lot of margin for error. Uh, sure, the Rams aren't playing; they haven't been playing the best football. They've been taking care of business against you know inferior opponents, but it, they could smack the Arizona Cardinals in the mouth and. Uh, I think that this this Cardinals team the way that they match up it's almost like the old McVay teams with Jared Goff were more geared just in against this type of a defense to to win these games because that's that's the kind of been the team that's bothered the Arizona Cardinals you know two losses on the season it's been those quarterbacks who've been more game managers than like those drive the ball down the field type quarterbacks who look for the big play like Matthew Stafford where we remember Jared Goff would come in here he'd roll the pocket out and he'd throw these quick hitters and wouldn't throw the ball down the field and, and, and they'd rely heavily on the run game as well. I just don't know if, if, if Matthew Stafford wants to run that type of offense and I think that's the path to victory for the Rams. It, it could happen. Uh, they could also win a game you know, in a shootout. But you know, the Arizona Cardinals, I think they're, they're geared up to take on a team like the Rams. They're able to take away the big play with their pass rush, with how well their secondary is playing. Um, so, you know, it, the ability to win this game and get kind of right at home games in the West with four to play. Uh, I mean, nobody would have envisioned this in the in the before the season began. But, you know, those expectations are different now because uh, I think people are starting to realize how much of a complete team this is.
3: I mean, how do I say this, I, I knew at some point pre week four that the Rams would eventually lose the Cardinals. There's just too much talent that was there. I didn't see that game coming. I didn't see that mm. performance coming. Now, all these weeks later, and looking at the makeup of the Rams, the Rams are hurting in various places. Losing Robert Woods hurt them. Losing Johnny Munn hurt them. And, you know, those, that big three-game losing streak where teams took away a lot from them, got after Matthew Stafford, made them nervous. You know, there has to be an identity change. Like, for, for weeks now, we never know what the Rams are. And you're talking about this pass defense, the pass rush. This might be, the, in my view, this might be the wrong timing at the Rams. Because yeah. they, they almost, in my view, are finally adapting. Like, I'm not sure. I mean, there's a far cry from the Jaguars. To the Cardinals right now. But what they did to the Jaguars last week is what we've been hammering for McVay to do for, oh, say, the last four years. Mm-hmm. Which was to go back to a power game. To go back to doing what Rams teams 20, 30 years ago, traditionally would do. What Todd Gurley teams would do. And that was actually play some some power football running game. Sony Michelle that did that, and all of a sudden you realize, okay, they can do these things. So why weren't they doing these things? One yeah. The big thing was losing Robert Woods really hurt them Tony months, and yeah. maybe they were finally adjusting. So I'm going this it's game. Interesting.
2: Yeah, you know, you. Robert Woods was was struggling a little bit in the beginning of the season, he, and it seemed like he was kind of starting to find it a little bit with Matthew Stafford. Obviously, Cooper Cup and them, they they had their rapport early on, but. Woods wasn 't a factor against the Cardinals and in, in that run game, the Cardinals credit early on they get the pick of Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. He tries to make a big play down the field to the former Ram's great Deshaun Jackson, who I think played for a cup of coffee <laughs> he's you know Byron Murphy steps in front and takes uh takes down the interception and then you know the Rams are leading that game, I believe ten to seven, and then Sony Michelle puts the ball on the turf and the Cardinals take the lead and it's just it just changed the complete uh way that the Rams were going to approach that game because it looked like they were going to lean on Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, that run game, and then try to yeah. take their yeah. shots. And then the Cardinals were able to take them out of that game plan early on.
3: But you see, that's the thing. Is they didn't have to go... They, okay, you had a couple turnovers. You weren't yeah. out of the game. The Rams abandoned the run. They outright sure. abandoned it. They did not have to abandon it. And I don't think... Well, hold on! I can't say that because when you're talking about Sean McVay, you know he'll do it. Um, I was gonna say I don't think they'll abandon the run, but Lord knows they'll do it. If they run the football this weekend, they're going to be okay. We're going to have a great game. If they choose to abandon the run, and you know things are going bad when you see McVay come out second quarter and go to a five a five receiver set, like you know. Four receivers and running back, but the running back runs out wide. Like, dude, what are you doing? That's what happened in the Cardinals game. That's what happened in pretty much every loss. You'll see them go, why would you do that?
1: Yeah. And
3: so try and bring it back to the, the Cardinals here. I mean, I know a whole, there has not been a whole lot of, of uh, teams running on you, but I know that they can, that Cardinals can be run on.
2: And, oh, definitely.
3: And uh, oh, that's definitely. where the game is for them. Robert Woods. Was having no okay season, but they miss him, run blocking. They miss Johnny Montt for run blocking. That's where they miss those guys.
2: Yeah, and and uh, you're not going to get that from OBJ. But uh, yeah, the, the Arizona Cardinals obviously the soft spot on that defense is the rush defense. And uh, you know Carolina was able to have some success, but also keep in mind Carolina uh, was able to take an early lead that on early lead with some great field position set up by their defense and the Rams have mm-hmm. the capability of doing that with the with the guys that mm-hmm. they, they have game wreckers on the defensive side of the football they're just going to have to show up under the bright lights of Monday night football so uh as far and, and I hear what you're saying I, I think that if McVay does deploy that that run heavy look and, and sticks with it it could be a long night for the Arizona Cardinals on defense I mean that's what Green Bay was able to do on Thursday night football just just take over the You know, and really win the time of possession. Aaron Rodgers was moving the, you know, just moving the chains. Not he wasn't taking shots downfield. He was he was playing a game manager. You got to. It'd be interesting to just see, just from a football fan's perspective, to see if if Matthew Stafford's willing to play that type of football. If that's what it takes to win, is he willing to do that? I you know I know he's willing to say all the right things. We know what he's capable of. He can drive the ball down the field, but is he willing to kind of suck it up in you know? Put his ego aside, and, and play that type of ball. Uh, that I think that's that's just an interesting case study. I
3: I think he will be if they establish the run early. If they get down ten ten points, fourteen points, you know who knows? Who knows? I
2: don't think he's ever done it in his career. That's the thing. I just I I mean think back uh, all those Detroit teams. They they never had a a good run game. I don't think he knows like the exactly. Of that offensive that type of offensive football.
3: It, well, exactly. He's, ne- he's See, the question you're 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 asking is a good one. Like, can he do it? And it's not that I don't think it's that he can do it. Right. It's like, would you reckon? Would he recognize it? Because he's <laughs> he's never had it. You know. Right. Well, if they were if they come out there on Monday night and the Rams are are you know blowing the Cardinal defensive line at the ball for five six yards pop, then he'll. You know, he'll go kick Cooper Cup for seven, eight-yard gains. They'll go throw it out, down to Tyler Habe and, and supplement that. They'll get caught on that real quick. I, I just don't know that – I think I've in some ways I've lost faith in, in Jared Goff – not Jared Goff, geez, um, Sean McVay, that he will adapt quick enough when he needs to. He's so stubborn. He gets tunnel vision. And, you know, some, it's ironic because I remember years ago, a couple years ago, having talking with you, and we're talking about Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know if you remember that, that conversation, but I questioned Kingsbury, like, this guy's coming from Texas Tech. He's five and seven. You know, I don't know <laughs> how can you hire this guy and expect him to do something? And now look at him. And I kind of feel about McVeigh now, how I felt about Kingsbury then. So go on, by the way, go on to that. How do you feel about Kingsbury
2: now? Yeah, I think that the, it was... Uh, let, let's get back to the, the, you know, the ultimate conversation with Kingsbury is if you were going to take a chance on a guy like Cliff Kingsbury and you were going to say, hey, he's going to be we're going to take a guy who's 35 and 40 and he was a failed college coach, he was fired from his alma mater, and we're going to make him our head coach at the NFL level. Just so... Uh, probably the oddest rise to an NFL head coach maybe in the history of the game that patience needed to be the, the main thing that you preach as far as your organization because you, you were buying into his ability his his offensive uh, acumen his mm-hmm. his ability to be innovative on that side of the football and then so it it took time to take a 2018 roster which was pitiful uh and rework it they they pivoted the quarterback position they moved off of Josh Rosen after just one year and they brought in Kyler Murray, who's also not, you know, a traditional quarterback. There's only a few guys like him in the league. Um, and then, you know, it, it took some time of those guys kind of acclimating. And then it over time, like they went from three wins to five wins, from five wins to eight wins. You saw them go from a putrid 14 points per game to 21 points per game, 26 points per game to where they are this year. And there's just this incremental rise. And you're seeing it kind of come together. And now Cliff Kingsbury is showing that he belongs. The way he's doing that is, you know, slowly have they turned this roster into the personnel that he needs to operate and run his system. But he's also getting, you know, uh, stellar play from Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and, uh, you know, an embarrassment of riches on the offensive side of the football. Uh, and then also to where he struggled in, in college is something he doesn't even have to deal with at this level. Vance Joseph has, has turned his career around as a defensive play caller, as a failed head coach, he's really kind of finding himself again as a DC, and uh, it is kind of thriving and being a, a dialing up the right blitzes and, and, and the right coverages in the league that's a pass first league. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of a perfect storm because, you know, I don't think anybody should really at the end of the day doubt Sean McVay. I, I thought that people were right to doubt Cliff Kingsbury early on because it was such a unique hire. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought, "Hey, he was who he was," and that that's wrong. I mean, if somebody at 41 years old is, is is a done deal, we're all in trouble. Like, if we can't learn anymore and get better at our crafts or our jobs, and it was just Cliff Kingsbury was act, you know, getting getting used to it. And it this season, if he didn't show that he belonged, then then you make a move. But I think that they were right in being patience, and it's pay, patient, and it's patient is paying off. And uh, you know, he was he's been masterful at times as far as play calling. He really has been. And uh this this team, you know, even in the Green Bay game, Derek, it was they, they were down uh and, and they put themselves in a position position to tie the game and they went, you know, ninety-four yards with a chance to if they didn't throw the pick, if AJ Green turns around uh and, and it doesn't get picked off by the defender who who was paying attention or kind of was, was in the right place at the right time, the Cardinals probably have one loss and uh that's you know a defining moment for not only kyler murray but cliff kingsbury
3: so going to the actual game now we're kind of getting an idea of how we how we think this goes well let's lay it out how do you predict the result like what do you see this game being for you is it a cardinals win close rams win close a blowout how do you see this thing working out
2: i think that the arizona cardinals win close and they're going the, where they can really kind of find the edge in this game is forcing a turnover. I mean, that's just been and, and some people will say, you know, turnovers can be lucky. You can have defenders in the right place at the right time, but the Arizona Cardinals have the best record in the league because they have a, a pretty simple plan. It's getting pressure. It's making opposing quarterbacks uncomfortable and it's forcing turnovers whether it's putting the ball in the turf with that pass rush or it's those guys the opportunists the guys in the secondary that are getting their hands on on balls and, and they're you know second in the league and take takeaway uh, differential and uh, you know plus twelve on the season and that's just once once they can do that and they can kind of take that advantage of that because you put that ball in this offense's hands and they're lethal in the red zone like on a red, on a short field they they can really take advantage of it and uh, I think that's where they can do it unless Sean McVay goes back to what was he was so successful in in the first four seasons against the Arizona Cardinals. He was 8-0. I mean, and now he's 8-1 because, you know, I think that they they got away from what they re- how they really kind of dismantled and dissected these Cardinals defenses over the years.
3: I mean, I think with the Rams, it's really easy. If you get them down early, they have not shown at any point this year that they can come back from you know, being down early. It's really remarkable, actually, that you get them down 10 points, Sometimes even just a touchdown going to the third quarter. They have a hard time with that. They have a real hard time with it. So get them down early. Get them off. If again, if you see them going five wide in the second quarter, <laughs> you know that mm-hmm. Sean McVeigh's got tunnel vision. However, if we see them run the football, even if they turn it over once, but they keep running the football, I think I think we're going to see a different, a much different ball game. I'm not saying the Rams win. If that's the sure. case, but I'm I'm calling the win. I think the Rams have. I mean, the Rams have the toughest schedule in the league they're down this stretch right now, and you know they need it more.
2: And they teams would, have they, a way
3: when they're when they're more desperate.
2: Sure, but what what we're calling for, and what I think you and I are both kind of agreeing on, is that they would have to play a brand of football that we haven't seen them play yet. Once and that's why. Yeah, you know, they that, did it that's once. <laughs> I would I would err on the side of taking the team that's ten and two and kind of rolling right now, getting healthy at the right time. Chase Edmonds, the running back, could be back in the lineup. They could be they could be one of the more healthier teams in the entire league. Uh, and, and look, by I'm not counting the Rams out by any stretch, but I think if if it, when it comes down to it, if I was pressed on it, and it's it's the Cardinals at home, a primetime game, um, it, you know, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins are another week healthier. It just uh in what happened in, in week four, this Arizona Cardinals team has a chance to really take that commanding lead. So uh but like I do believe in that. The, there's there's a couple different paths to victory for, for Los Angeles here and yeah, they are gonna be the hungrier team. They because when you think about what the people are gonna be talking about come Tuesday, uh I mean who, who benefits more from a victory in this game? Is it Arizona dropping the ten and three or is it is it uh is it the the Rams being able to chip away and potentially still be within striking distance of the division. Yeah. And well, the thing is too, for that is
3: when I'm looking at, when I'm looking at the Rams and I'm looking at the Cardinals right now, I'm seeing one of our Cardinals team that right now I don't think they've seen the. I don't think anybody has seen how good this Rams team can be this year. Honestly,
2: I think Tampa you mentioned did. it, huh? I think Tampa. Oh no, got they did
3: shot. I think Tampa helped lay out the lay the groundwork for beating the Rams. Actually, huh? I mean, Tampa teams like the, like even the Bears like the the path to beating the Rams is, is right there. Get the football out of the offense's hands, just dink and dunk, kind of like what you're talking about control time possession, and that Rams team can't stop you. Like, the one thing I like about the Cardinals' defense is if you try and throw on them, they will stop you. Mm-hmm. They will stop you. This is, shut, this is a shutdown defense, what you guys have there. The Rams don't really have a shutdown defense. They struggle to make plays on third down. They struggle to hold teams in check. So they, they, they may be a bend but not break defense, but they're going to bend for ten minutes on time and possession before they finally do something about it. And so, with, and the Cardinals really did did that for a lot of the game, going second, third, and fourth quarter. That's where the Rams are in trouble, and the Cardinals are so different in that. Yes, absolutely, that passing game, that pass defense, they can shut them down in a heartbeat, and they did that to the Rams.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, the the Cardinals defense has been really strong as far as not allowing opposing offenses to string together, you know, multiple drives, scoring drives um this this season. Um so we'll see if if they can continue to kind of keep that trend going uh, on Monday Night Football. It, and a, another thing is, you know, and it's it been such a stark difference between this year and last year with that Rams defense which was top in the NFL last year in 2020 where this year they're kind of middle of the road when when it, it, you you look at guys like Johnson who exits to, to Cleveland and Troy mm-hmm. Hill also exits to Cleveland and just some key departures on that defense. Uh, Brockers goes to Detroit. You know it's it, sure they weren't game wreckers or whatever like the guys are like uh, like uh, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and, and Von Miller now, but when you get down to it, those one on one matchups. Sure, Jalen Ramsey can. Hold his own against DeAndre Hopkins, but who's going to hold their own against A.J. Green? Who's going to hold their own against Zach Ertz, who wasn't on this team in the first matchup? Max Williams at the time, who isn't the biggest threat on offense, scored a big touchdown early in that contest. Now they've got to you know, uh, figure out how to slow down Zach Ertz, who's, who's, who's playing at a pretty high level again. Uh, Rondell Moore, a rookie wide receiver who's been so uh, terrific. And then the Arizona Cardinals in the second half of that game against the Rams were able to dial up the run game with Chase Edmonds and James Conner. Uh, it's just, they have the ability, a diverse ability to kind of beat you in so many ways. I don't know if, if the Rams right now have the personnel to match up hat on a hat necessary to really, you know, if they're not on offense, firing all cylinders, keep up with the Cardinals right now.
3: I think we'll know. I think we'll know pretty quickly because if you know, the Rams are most successful when they corner the running quarterbacks. So if, they, if, if Kyler Murray is able to move around at will, then they can barely get any pressure on him. Yeah. It's going to be a long night. If they can, if they can kind of pin him back, even if, they get, even if they're just pressuring him, if they can kind of force him into some, in some awkward place, then the Rams defense will be okay. But that pass rush, as good as it has been sometimes, has also been pretty rough at other times. Yeah. It's not consistent. And and that's been the problem. There's been no consistency, and it, it, part of this, what you got, what you're talking about, losing John Johnson was huge for that for that secondary. He was the guy who called the plays, the, the, and that front four has been pretty good for the Rams, but it's been masking a lot of what's the problems with the linebackers. So I'm looking at the Cardinals and going, okay, the Cardinals to me, if they just are able to keep pressure off of Kyler Murray, if they're able to run the ball. Consistent it doesn't have to be great. Four yards a carry. Get to tight like you're talking about. Get to Hawkins once in a while. Rams aren't stopping them.
2: Yeah, it'd be tough. And then and then like if you look if you think back to the first game, I mean they had the Cardinals at third and sixteen and bottled up Kyler Murray for the most part, and then he gets out and he's 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 rushing. Twenty miles per hour. He's running twenty miles per hour on a third and sixteen. Picks up eighteen yards for a crucial first down to extend the drive. It's just plays like that are just deflating for an opposing defense. Oh, yeah. I mean, and and you, it's not the defense's fault in that case. It's
3: just some yeah, great I mean, players make great just plays. Yeah,
2: yeah you know. and that's the type of player he is. And like, look, let's not take that away from you know. I think that Matthew Stafford obviously he doesn't have the ability to get out and run and extend plays that way, but you know he can make all the throws. And what the Arizona Cardinals were able to do first time they met was take away that ability. He needs to Matthew Stafford has to have a great, like 2021 defining game uh on Monday. I I, th- I really do feel that way. Like he needs to, to make some big he can't miss on like nearly as many throws as he did in the first matchup. He's got to be on point.
3: And that's gonna be a problem. There's, been, there's something wrong with him. His back, his arm, we've there's been reports about it. And you see it. In some of his throws, there's times he makes great ones, like he always has. And there's times that they float; they they're not where they need to be, and we know there's something off with him. Well, he can't be off on Monday night. We can't. i might, and with, with Kyler. You can. He can be a little off, and his legs will save him. Yeah, He'll, no, I really agree. So, all right. Um, thanks for the conversation. But can you tell people know what can you tell people where we can find you at for, Where well find all your work? I mean you do a phenomenal job, so
2: thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you can listen to on a daily basis. Me and my co-host Alex Clancy. We're talking Cardinals football, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, we're on YouTube now. You can watch us for whatever reason if you want to see our ugly mugs talk about this team. Uh, but also wherever you find podcasts. You can find locked on cardinals wherever you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. I can go on and on there. Um, and then also I'm doing the Locked On NFL podcast every Monday, recapping each and every Sunday's uh, uh, worth of games. So week 14, I'll be wrapping that up and previewing this game uh, on Monday morning. All right, awesome. both. thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate it. And I guess we'll talk about the offseason as well. May, hey, might be a playoff game in the cards for these two teams. Uh, you never know. I mean, at this point, the card will slip up in the in the rams around seven or six or i mean you flip-flop these two teams they could very well meet in the nfc playoffs you're right you're right and i'm
3: hoping it happens I that right, man
2: all right have a great one
3: two well there you've had it you you get to see two different cardinals perspectives this week and, of course, both interviews that we had, you know, first Ed Smith earlier and now Bo Brack, the, they took place before the news on Daryl Henderson. It doesn't change a whole lot in terms of what the Rams have to do. It just makes it a whole lot harder for them to do it. And I just really, I mean, I got to be honest, I'm nervous about this game. The Rams could win it. I stand by what I said. Uh, they got to run the football. They got they got to take time possession, and it's a problem though. It, it's a huge problem. Now, in the good news: it looks like Justin Hollins will be available for the game, according to the vase Presser today. It says he'll likely play, very likely. I uh, will take that. And you know what? That's that's what we need. We need more linebacker presence. The Rams got torn up. Uh, they've been torn up all over the field from at the linebacking core. Some things just aren't working, and hopefully you know, his return will help a little bit as well. So, in um, other NFL news, that's what I want to cover. We didn't, uh, we weren't able to really touch on it prior to the last podcast. The news was kind of breaking as we were recording it. Rest in peace to Demarius Thomas, former Broncos star receiver. Uh, the news came out the other night that he had passed away. Uh, the family says that he passed away due to a seizure, possibly, at home. So he's been having some issues pertaining to seizures, for the last uh, few months. And I got, you know, man, this is tough to even talk about. My words can't get straight. And I'm already, I, I already have a hard time with words, right? So, you know, we've watched his entire career and watched him star in some great games as a great player. And uh, this one's just just tough, tough to watch. And, you know, we'll get more news as it breaks over what happened with Damaris Thomas, but uh, our thoughts on personal with the family and with uh, anybody who is part of the Rockets organization, that's a tough, tough loss. All right, folks. It's time for us to go. Before we head out, if you have any feedback for us on the show, send us an email at rams.top1945 at gmail.com. We would also appreciate any kind of feedback you can leave us. I mean, it's, it's really special to us. Five-star reviews. Always needed on, on Apple Music. Always needed. And please don't forget to subscribe. Any more podcasts are found. Until next time, Derek Seavall for Ramstalk Radio on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Peace. We're out of here.